Okay. Hey, Laura. Did you meet any new black people this week? I want to say I met Petey Pablo, but that's not true. <laughs> but I just thought of that song, Lights, Camera, Action. Stop. No? Is that, no. You don't even know the words. <laughs> Besides meeting Petey Pablo in my head for Did a few moments, mm. <laughs> um, I do have a new commute because of the new job. So I see many shades of brown people now. Ooh, this is good. Oh my, like it is so good for my spirit. But I am a little aggressive is what I have learned in that I pretty much force any brown person to acknowledge me. Um, for example, yesterday as I was riding my bicycle to work, there was a black man who was shoveling something towards something else. And I needed him to acknowledge me. Like I needed him to see that I saw him. And so what I did, of course, was wave my arm in the air crazily and said, good morning. And I got a very strange look from him and I continued on. Um, and then I saw a black woman later in the day who had these really cool box braids and I wanted to stop and ask her where she got them done. But anyway, the point is I gave her the acknowledgement nod. She did the same. But if she had not, I probably would have yelled in her direction because all of the black people need to know that I see them. Um, but I'm trying to figure out a friendlier way um, so as to not, you know, yeah, I mean, people. <laughs> it's, it's exciting and I get it. I, so I exciting, it. black people. Yes. I, I do it too, yeah. You startle yeah. other black people? Yes, I do. We, we're coming on too strongly then. We're coming on too strongly. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think that they uh, experience um, <laughs> they don't the excitement that we, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, you meet any, did you meet any black people that you did not scare away? I, okay, well, um, <laughs> I met a man from New York. He's from Manhattan, actually, a black man at the post office. And uh, you were at the post office? Were, you hate the post office. I really hate the post office. <laughs> Why like, were you there? I didn't get anything in the mail. I, I know. I had to, I had to mail. I'm selling bike things because oh, I have all of many bike too many bike parts. So I'm I'm cleaning out the bin and uh, apparently the best way to sell things now is to make them a nationwide availability. Oh, um, of course. So, Are you eBaying? No, I'm. I've been like Facebook market placing it, but oh, and that's been all right. I'm sorry. Moving back to the black man in the post office. <laughs> right. Um, but we were just talking. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but we had a nice conversation. Um, and it was really cool. And uh, then I delivered, I like shipped off my stuff and moved on with my life. I didn't even ask him his name. Did you meet um, another black person? Or is that your only black person? Well, today, <laughs> so I play a very dangerous game with mm. the meter in the car that tells you <laughs> how much how many miles you can go with the amount of gas you have left. Uh-huh. Lord And um, see what happened was. Right. Tell me you, uh, how you did the story end? Okay. I'm like, how did the story end? So what had happened was we went to, we, we go to the Costco gas station because it's the cheapest. Because well, that's, you know, that's how I roll. Mm. So we went to the Costco gas station, but the Costco card broke in three places. <laughs> <laughs> And therefore, we could not put it in the machine. Like, it broke when we was trying to put it in wow. the machine. Wow. So we went and we got a little bit of gas to get around. And then we were like, we'll just go to Costco later because he has mm -hmm. to get a new car. 
So um, later came and Costco was about seven and a half miles from where we were. And the nah. meter said we had 11 miles. <laughs> See, that don't, that don't make no sense. You ain't going to go no seven so I miles. Had, I had a four mile cushion, right? So I was like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. We made it. I had two miles left. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're in the Costco. Wait, that math don't add up, but keep going anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, it yes. Well, but the highway miles and local miles. It, oh, it's you don't call math. Nope, I don't. It's know not a perfect. Know. It's not a perfect science. Oh, okay, so anyway, which is why um, it's very risky that you do these things. Mm-hmm. I failed to also mention that I am even now. I have not changed yet. Currently wearing, um. A bunch of different colors in bike wear. So mm-hmm. I look a mess if mm-hmm. you're a regular person. And if you know me, I just look like me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think anybody who knows me would think twice about it. And I didn't think twice about it. But I was at the Costco getting a rotisserie chicken because it's, mm-hmm. of course, you know. I mean, you already there. And so. these black women were just looking at me like crazy looking at me. And I'm like, why are they looking at me like that? Was and it because you had your auntie haircut? It wasn't because my hair was pulled back into a ponytail. Nobody could tell my auntie haircut, but thank you. But your auntie haircut is cute. Everybody needs to know that your auntie haircut is cut. Oh, oh, I, I don't know. See, this haircut. Yes. All right. So I am obsessed with cutting my hair before I go on trips because then it grows, right? But this time I think I just cut it right into that awkward phase. So if you've ever done a big chop, you have the like short, cute hair. And then when it gets to a certain length, it's like, oh my God, I can't do anything with this. Mm. That's exactly what I cut it to. (laughs) (laughs) For no reason. For no reason. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. Jesus. My name is Laura Solis, and I am excited to see brown people on a more regular basis. Who you are? My name is Aisha McGowan, and I'm excited to go race at the North Star Grand Prix next week with her women. This is a really big deal. This is very exciting. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, oh, and this is Fix It Black Jesus. This oh, is definitely Fix It Black Jesus. Yeah, people should, yeah, we should tell them that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this week for my Yas Queen. Yas. I'm picking our mutual friend, Sam Scipio, who lives in Chicago. And she started racing bicycles this year. Um, and she's really into gravel racing, which if you don't know what that means, it just means racing bicycles while riding on gravel trails. So you're not on paved road. And she just did the Dirty Kanza 200, which is 200 miles of gravel and riding on road is hard enough but riding mm-hmm. on gravel is like exhausting it's mm-hmm. like because you're constantly non- vibrating like yeah, non- on another level muscles okay muscle use like you can coast but you still trying you to still- not fall over and slip and slide and stuff so you know you gotta engage your core muscles at all you gotta time. engage the core all the whole time. time so you just got you know abs of steel i guess i don't know 100 miles of abs of steel word that's a lot of i don't know i've i've done maybe three to four mile gravel trails and by the time it's done i'm like whoo god mm. oh, glad that's over like i don't mm. know i can hang for 200 miles mind you i do this on road bike so i think it'll be a little bit more comfortable if 
I had the appropriate equipment. Um, but yeah, shout out to Sam. She placed fifth um, single speed woman, which means not only did she ride 200 miles of gravel, but she did it on a bike with one gear. So Hell yeah, it's pretty impressive stuff. Very proud of her. What about you? Do you have a yes queen? Yes. I don't know her name, however. Mm. Um, she is a pint sized little black girl. Okay. And we posted her photograph on the, on our Instagram page, Fix It Black Jesus. And it um, is a, a screenshot of, I believe, someone's tweet. And it says, my daughter told me she wants to be like Gabrielle Douglas oh, and yeah. Simone Biles. You all make a difference. Thank you. So you just see this adorable little black girl in her gymnastics leotard holding a trophy up in the air like she done won. Because she did she win. is giving me life. Oh my goodness. And someone even commented like, is, uh, can I get a Yas queen? So I thought it was a very apropos and that was average dot Bianca who asked, can I get a Yas queen? So yes, you may, yes, you may, ma'am. So she is my pint size Yas queen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into it. Why don't we? So, oh, okay. You ready to get into it? Let's just, let's just so, do it. This week. I stumbled across an article <laughs> that made me go, hmm. Um, it made you tap so your, just, your auntie hair? <laughs> it, it, it did. I'm just going to read you the headline, mm-hmm. and then we can we can talk about it a little more. Um, mm-hmm. So this, he- this headline, this headline. You ready for this? <laughs> All right, let's do it. I'm, okay, I'm listening. Rapper. Rapper Ice-T, manhood is dead. You're dealing with the pussification of the male sex. Nah, nah, nah. That's I'm not. assuming that's a quote. <laughs> that's From, not. Mm, mm, Laura? Mm, pussification? That's not, <laughs> that's not real. That We shouldn't make that a thing. What the? Mm. So... This week we're gonna talk about <laughs> um, masculinity and gender norms in the black community, mm-hmm. um, and what that looks like from our point of view. Anyway, you know, we again can't speak for all of the black peoples, for the blacks, <laughs> for the black the voice of the black, the voice of the blacks. But we are black, and we do have voices. So, so that's there we go. We, we don't go with that. We go um, with that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a topic that just is constantly making making me roll my eyes like if if i throw shade at anything in the black community it's this like i have that, a few things that i throw shade at but this oh is yeah this is on the for list. me as well like this is on the top of the like not the yeah. very top of the list but it's up there and like just even like the smallest little thing comes with the um with the label that's gay you know like as soon as something like when the rompers you know oh i mean the rompems which that's a whole nother issue <laughs> ah, that i don't even have time for because it's a <laughs> romper okay it's a romper <laughs> and a man is wearing it you can't just whatever either way um <laughs> which they have been doing for yes, years for years and years and years and years and years they were just you know in a jumpsuit type of situation at work like the mechanic you can't people. pretend like the 80s and 90s didn't happen i like come on in the <laughs> 70s with their little disco thing of who's oh, yes they had the full length rompers exactly they looking like little neo- unitards or something wait mm. i need <laughs> i'm looking at the article that you just read this from 
it mm-hmm. shows Ice T's like I guess one of his latest. Oh no, this is a quote from January 2014. Uh, right on a tweet. And it says, well, the art, yeah, oh, it, as is the article, actually. But the point being, yeah, it no, says, it's, it's still <laughs> that's why my new body count LP is titled Manslaughter. It's about the death of manhood. Real men are an endangered species. Real. Let me just say, I take issue with pretty much anything that starts with real blah, 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 do X. So whether it's real women have curves, real men don't wear rompims, any of that, like, don't, don't do that. But the point is, and I agree with you, pretty much anything would be followed with, well, that's gay. If it reflects a man doing something other than be aggressive or like super burly. (laughs) (laughs) What is the sound you make? Because I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger now. Wow. (laughs) Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, if he was a black man. (laughs) Yes. But not that I ever found him particularly overly masculine. I, I felt like he was just Arnold, you know? I am Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know how to spell his last name, but let's focus. Um, do you think <laughs> this is something that... Do, I, I'm very proud of this, apparently. Um, do you think this is something that is mostly perpetuated by the men in the Black community, though? Um, I think <laughs> there's a trickle-down effect. <laughs> mm, mm, tell me more about this. Oh, gosh. Um, I heard women express these same sentiments, but I feel like... maybe, I don't know. I feel like it comes from, it it, it comes from the upbringing. I don't think you like wake up one day and decide everything is gay. I think you hear your family and your circle saying these things and you repeat it and you believe it, you know? Um, Let's give an example for the people in the back of when someone would say, yo, that's gay. Um, Oh, it could be almost literally anything. Like, man, you can't be eating that pink ice cream. That's gay. (laughs) Yo, why you licking that ice cream? That's gay. Or actually, (laughs) another one of my favorites, another one of those that's related is like, if a dude is, let's say he's talking about, so earlier today I was eating a banana, no homo. Like, Uh, what? What? That's gay. Why are you crossing like, your legs? That's gay. Like, what is happening? What is, why, why can't a man just eat a banana in the street? I mean, yeah. Why can't he cross his legs? What? I mean, I don't know what the situation is like down there. Like, can they? Yeah, men can cross legs. Why not? Yes, they can. I see dudes cross their legs all why the not? time and they don't. They don't amputate them look- themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's not they how still science look like works. That- that is not how science works. <laughs> you do not lose your man parts. <laughs> you cross. My thing parts. is, if your masculinity is based on some dude licking ice cream or wearing a jumper, like maybe there's some things that you need to work out for yourself mm-hmm. on how you define masculinity. Because I don't feel like my womanhood is threatened by anything someone else is doing. You know what I mean? Regardless like, of whether or not they are. Male, female, male or female, yeah. or any, or however they identify, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. does not affect my self, my my personal womanhood. Like I identify how I identify and root myself in whatever I root myself in. I'm not gonna base that on 
you or my mama or anybody else because I don't need to do that. And I feel like we're not instilling, as a community, we're not instilling like this self-groundedness of being comfortable in your own identity. Like I feel like yeah. you have to, <clears throat> for the lack of an, any other terms, put up a front and like appear to be super masculine or something's wrong with you. Why do you think there's such a huge like defense, if you will, to quote unquote preserve masculinity in the black community? Um, I do believe that in the past there have been real threats to the idea of masculinity. Um, I mean, even like dating back to slavery when they would do buck breaking, which is just yeah. When you think about buck breaking, like just the like the idea of it is just awful. Like, why would you back, people in back? So in slavery times, um, <clears throat> white slave owners would rape black men in front of everyone to break down, literally break down their, the views of their community of them. So and generally it would be someone that was perceived, if you will, as an alpha. Very masculine. Yeah. So yeah, very, very like, strong. Like the, the strongest. Go, if you will. <laughs> but maybe that was a bit much, but the point being, yeah. Like, like the, the super hyper masculine. To break, them down, to break yeah. down their masculinity and make them seem like, I guess, a woman or to make them seem like inferior man. yeah inferior because yeah. i mean in which this leads me to a different thing but and i don't even know how it's related but still unless it's not forced i do think that if a man has sex with another man or woman has sex with another woman, that's gay. That's just gay. You done had the sex with the same sex. That is gay. I mean, by definition, I like yes. That. Yes, all right, so there's nothing else to say. Cool. You but, nah, see, <laughs> here's the thing. And I bring this up because I feel that often, from what I've experienced, black women in particular, actually, no, women in particular, but, you know, keeping this to the, to the black family um, are super homophobic. Like, yeah. actually, and I think we talked about this a few episodes ago where there was an episode of Insecure where Molly was dating a guy who had said that in college he had sort of like experimented with another dude. Right, yeah. And then that completely turned her off of him. But it had the shoe even though, on the other even foot. Though, no, but she had experimented. Exactly. The shoe was on the other and it foot. Wasn't a, it wasn't a it problem. It wasn't a problem. And it's like, wait, why can't a dude experiment a little some-some, but it's perfectly okay? So yeah, definitely a double standard, obviously. But with that said, that's gay. You did. You performed a gay. Okay. So that's gay, but are they gay? Ooh, I see where you're going with this. I see how you turning my words against me. Oh, shit. Okay, so. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I okay. I recently. I don't know where. I need to find this article. I don't remember where I heard it or where I saw it. Mm -hmm. But this idea that straight men are having sex with other straight men, but don't consider themselves gay, like casual sex. Like they're not mm -hmm. actors. They're not porn stars. They're not paid. They're not workers. gay for pay. <laughs> no, paid workers. 
but <laughs> they're having sex with other men because they want to, but they so don't consider themselves gay. That's gay. You have a desire to have sex with someone of the same sex and you are performing that act? How is that not gay? That's gay. I, I will say, I find that, uh, you know what? I will say there's a spectrum. I don't think, mm. I, 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 I can't so tell nobody what they is and what they isn't. Exactly, I can't tell you what you is and what you isn't. Also, and, actions I feel can fall on one place versus another. Like if you're experimenting, so your intention is just to discover what have you, you're curious, then I feel like because of your intent, that changes mm -hmm. it from, ooh, I just wanna go out there and have me some sex with a man and I'm a man person. Um, mm -hmm. So, cause I feel like that's more gay than the former. So yeah, I don't, mm, mm. but yes, there's definitely a double standard where women get this pass of, I'm sorry, I decided to eat a ginger chew right now. That <laughs> was not the brightest decision. Is it a ginger people one? Or is it um, Trader Joe's one? The Trader Joe's one. Oh, okay, those are good too. Don't and eat too many of those. It'll, I think it'll lower your blood pressure. No, it's the ginger people. Oh, really? <gasps> yes. Yes. And so once they sell at Trader Joe's, it's the ginger people. They have Trader Joe's ones that oh, aren't yeah. ginger people. I didn't realize Trader Joe's sold ginger people one. Mm -hmm. it, it actually says ginger people. It sure does. Wow. Maybe start, well, I wonder if they sell the ginger people ginger beer. Cause you know I'm all about it. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> we weren't talking about ginger chews. <laughs> we were not talking about ginger chews. Those are not gay. Um, I don't recall. However, what I find to be interesting though is that the same people that will sort of like bash a guy for experimenting or even just make a guy feel like so uncomfortable that he wouldn't even fess up to having experimented with another guy are the same people that will turn right around and put on a dress and like all of a sudden they're a comedian and it's not considered threatening to their masculinity that they're wearing a dress because they're making fun of or they're pretending to be a woman and they're like what's that dude's name joanne the scammer remember we mm. spoke about him however many however long up I don't know what he up to. Or she, nor do or I. Them, no, he, him. he decides he wants to wear a dress. Oh, he's a, he identifies as he? I believe so. He, Which okay. is the, my issue, is that not so much that he identifies as he, as it is that he is exploiting mm -hmm. being, and I'm not 100% clear, because admittedly, I've stopped, like, even watching anything on a screen that has Joanne Scammer Joanne. on it. But it's like you're exploiting this idea of being transgender, transsexual, or in drag, because there is it's very unclear as to what his what he trying to do anyway. Um and I don't that's just it's He's just trying to be funny. You're doing that's too much. You're doing too much right now. Like you need some of the F down. Um because that's a whole nother struggle. The whole struggle of what transgender folks have to deal with. Um, so drag is an art, I so I have plenty of drag queen friends. And yeah. Are you against like Sadie Hawkins type stuff? Or specifically like when dudes throw these events where they like just put on dresses because they feel like it, like 
oh, we're going to have a drag bike race. Like, we've seen yeah. that a couple times. Absolutely. Like, we're and just going to put on dresses and ride bikes. Like, why? Like, why are it's you It's like, how that? is this, for, like, where is the humor in this? Like, you are only making this something... I think my issue is, yeah, Sadie Hawkins things, like where women invite a man to like a dance, like go ahead, do your thing. Um, which if anything, I feel like perhaps because it could for so many be the first time where they've done this thing where that is outside of their gender norm, where the woman is asking the man on a date. I definitely know. heard, yep. When I was in high school, maybe you had a Sadie Hawkins grade. No. I decided for Halloween, I was going to be my boyfriend at the time. So I dressed up like my boyfriend. Mind you, my boyfriend was a Filipino boy. So I just looked like me wearing his clothes because oh. I'm not trying to like hey. put on yellow face or nothing. Good. Good. <laughs> I, know, I know better. Even in 11th grade. So proud. Either way, my French teacher, I won't say her name, would not let me in the picture with the Halloween costumes, because she said I wasn't wearing a costume. And I'm still mad about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's like, well, you just. Did I respect my efforts? I was so mad. Aisha, that was a whack ass costume, though. <laughs> that sounds like a whack costume. You just wore that your boyfriend's here nor there. Costume. What is the point of this? Oh, because you were dressing in quote unquote men's clothing? Yes. But, but beyond that, I wore I wore boys' clothes up until probably middle school, high school. I was not trying to wear any kind of girls' clothing. Like, yeah, I can dig it. I would cry if you put me in a dress. My favorite shorts were these like super long Walmart denim shorts that mm. had like some like, army figure on the back pocket. They were horrible. Mm. They were horrible, and I wore them all the time. It was great. Um, oh. Where are but, we going with? Oh yes, you're wearing men's clothing or boys' clothing, right? But I don't feel like at any point I was like doing it as a joke. I was just wearing the clothes because I wanted to wear the clothes. Yeah, and I think that's the difference. It's like, are you doing this to be a spectacle? Like in the example of like the racing and wearing, like the bike racing and you know, everybody. Oh, oh it's so funny, look at me wearing the dress. Yeah, like that's you you that to be a spectacle versus, oh, you just feel comfortable wearing this particular clothing. So do you. Um, like when you know Jaden Smith wore a skirt and like everybody lost their shit. Like, mm -hmm. it was like, let the man wear a skirt. Like, if anything, skirts were the first kind of clothes out there in the world. Like, we yeah, didn't have pants. We didn't make pants when we first decided we was going to wear clothes. Like, they was I'm sure. Like, I mean, as far as we know, they was wearing loincloths. Exactly. Which is, and then eventually probably. Is that why it's called a loincloth? I just put that together. <laughs> wow. I'm most surprised because I feel that I'm usually the person that has those moments. And now I know what it's like to be on the other side of it and be like, really? Really? You just got that. All this time on this earth. earth is and you just I, got that. I mean, I never really thought about it and or cared. Um, I mean, I guess because loincloths don't normally come up in day-to-day -day conversation. Yeah. By the time um, I rolled around, they had pants. So, you know. Moving right on. Do you think that there is a chance, because this is how I feel about racist or racism okay. in general, that eventually, like there, as we progress as a human, as the human race, if you will, there are gonna be fewer and fewer racists and eventually they'll all die. Um, do you think that the, or at least the idea of it will die, um, which I know is very like utopian of me to think this, but whatever, let me live in my bubble. Um, but do you think the same could be said about 
this black masculinity or do you think that children are still being raised to have these same ideals about um, what black masculine black masculinity look black masculinity looks like um i think like that's the hard line perpetuated to some extent because parents are still passing down this ignorance of like you have to be this way to be a man or mm -hmm. even like even this like um like super intense no like never giving up desire to make your make sure your kids are straight like that's not just a black thing but Wait, i feel what? like it's like okay i don't think you watch master of none but um, I, there was an i'm yeah i i started i saw like the first 45 minutes of like the first episode well there is a very beautifully done episode on in season two where mm -hmm. they follow his friend Denise. Oh, that's um, the his lesbian black his lesbian friend. And yeah. it's her journey like through life, but just Thanksgivings. So every year mm -hmm. they go to her house for Thanksgiving dinner. Like he mm -hmm. goes to her house for Thanksgiving dinner. Even when they're kids, like this starts when they're kids. And every year we see the progression of her being becoming more and more comfortable with who she is. Yeah. Um, and coming out to him, and then eventually coming out to her mother, who's played by the lovely Angela Bassett, by the way. And oh my God, yes, her arms though, her arms, Jesus. Right? What is like what routine? What is the way? Like her and Michelle Obama, like in an arm wrestling match? What? Who you think gonna win? Angela Bassett or Michelle Angela, Obama? Angela. I don't know. She's got that whole "What's love got to do with?" Exactly, because her and Tina Turner, she was crazy. Her body yeah. was crazy. Well, between that and then her and waiting to exhale, I don't know. Oh yeah, she she got some fire in her, if you will. <laughs> when she does that lip curl, like I just I would just back away. Like I don't even think I would challenge her. Anyway, and for the people in the back, if y'all haven't watched either of those movies, get your life, get your life, wait to exhale, and what's love got to do with it? Get your life. All right, continue, please. But um her mother said something that really struck me. Like she was like, what did I do? Oh, cause she's blaming herself. She's blaming herself. Like she failed, mm -hmm. like she did something wrong. Mm -hmm. So there's this like association with homosexuality and, and failure and disappointment. Like it's your duty as a parent to make sure your child is, is oh, straight. Oh, well it's because of the water. It's the gay water. That's why it's the gay water. <laughs> I don't, you gave I don't your think. child gay water. I don't think that, I don't think that. that uh, Aisha, think it's that. on the internet, there's gay water. Uh, if you mm. drink this particular water, um, it's in the fluoride or something, I don't know. Uh, or it's the hormones in the milk, I don't know. Okay, so uh, here's the thing. It might sound, you can, call, you can call me out there, whatever. I will, I will buy hormone situations. Like I will, I will accept that there are probably hormones in our food that are, changing the way that our bodies either. operate okay okay um i don't know that our food is making us gay but maybe it is having something to do like maybe the hormones are having something to do with like our emotions or whatever i don't know i'm not a scientist mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. gay water mm -hmm. uh, i don't know gay water <laughs> google it it's in the dark part of the internet but google it google it <laughs> Google yeah, it. I don't think our food is. I don't think our food is turning as gay. But I will admit that women or little girls look a lot more womanly um, <laughs> than they. Oh had in the my past. gosh! I mean, I'm. But see, you know what my issue is with that though, is that I was eating and drinking the same shit, and I still look yeah, like a twelve year old. What the hell? What the hell happened to me? 
but did your mama look like the farmer's market or something? Did she find more like No, natural? we bought the milk at Sea Town. Like it wasn't all good in it. Like what was good? Where's my breasticles? Like what happened? Well, whatever. Whatever. You weren't eating the, the hormone induced chicken. <laughs> I was. I was eating Purdue every night. Every night there was some hormone injected Purdue chicken. I mean, not anymore. You know, I only eat happy chickens, but that's because I know better. And I never have a chance now. I never. I just will never have a chance. <laughs> just, just not happening. Moving on. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't think that the boobs are gonna come from the chicken now. For that, I don't think. I think I, I, my time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we. I think we got what we got at this point. Yeah. yeah <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. We pay for something else. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Um. um Wait, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like black parents feel this pressure to make sure that their kids don't come out gay, you know, like, because mm -hmm. they feel like they have some sort of control. Raise well, strong guess, boys. Like, there's this, oh, he didn't have any strong men in his life, so he's going to be gay, or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he was just raised by women, so he's going to be gay, or. Or actually, did, I mean, recently I saw this article of <clears throat> these, this gay white couple who had adopted these two black boys. Um, and obviously, if they're up for adoption, it's because mm, their biological else. parents, family, whatever the case is, is not able to provide for them, right? Um, and so, like, people were in an uproar. Oh, my gosh. Because not one, because they're white. And two, because they're gay. So now that's it. These kids are doomed, right? And it's like, wait, but this is a loving family that's, like, willing to provide and care for these people, for these two boys, like, why wouldn't we just be grateful? And like, yes, why couldn't we do for our own? But we didn't. Somebody else showed up to the party. That's it. These babies now have parents. They got two daddies now. Um, but yeah. Were they afraid that they would turn them gay? Is that oh, of course. Of course. Like, mm. that's because that's how it works. <laughs> like, mm. um, although no one ever says the opposite, like, wait, they're being raised by straight parents. Oh, no, they're going to be straight. Like, what? Like, that's because that's not how it works. Um, it's in the water. But anyway. And I think, I think what you're saying is very important. Like, this idea of, like, why is it such a bad thing? Like, <laughs> like why are we so afraid at this point? Mm -hmm. Why are we so afraid of homosexuality? Why are we so afraid of transgender? Why are we so afraid of things that are different than Because it's what? different. Because it's different. People fear what is different. And I mean, a part of why I no longer am not, I don't identify as Catholic had to do with just how gay people are treated in the Catholic religion. Um, now with this new pope, I forget his name. He seemed mad cool though. He seemed like he'd be down to go to the is cookout. Is he Francis? But, yeah, I think his name is Francis. I think so. Um, he seemed he seems cool. Um, like he wants everybody to come in. But then again, the the Catholic numbers are declining. So I don't know if this is just a campaign to get new members. I mean, new um <laughs> new people to be a part of the Catholic religion. <laughs> 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 a membership drive. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. But to say that if I were a teenager now and, you know, the Pope, who is the leader of the Catholic Church, was saying what he's saying now, maybe I would have still remained Catholic. Maybe. But probably not. if you keep reading the, the Bible, you might have a problem with the rest of it. Anyway, the point is, um, I just I feel like it's it's just seen as unnatural. But admittedly, there's a part of me 
a small part of me, and I think I might have said this before, that feels like this is just sort of nature, just doing what nature does, and that there there have always been this many gay people. Um, but obviously there's more people on the earth now, so we just see more gay people because other there are other species of mammals and otherwise that are gay. And I feel like that in some part helps with the population. Like, because, you know, if you put a penis in a penis, like you can't do that. And like, so a baby won't come out. Um, so like, I feel like this, girl, where are we going? The point is, I feel that to an extent, <laughs> being gay, is that when I said penis and penis, I lost, okay. Um, you said put a penis in a penis. And I was yeah, like, wait, that's not possible, but carry on. Like, don't do that. Um, don't try that at home or anywhere else. Um, the point is, I think that gayness, is that, is that, is that okay? Go um, with it, go. Homosexuality is natural. Like, I feel like if everyone was heterosexual, there would be a lot more people on the earth. And yeah, we, we're already overpopulated. So the fact that there's so many gay people, that's what's up. And the fact that there's so many aunties out there that don't want to have babies too, that's what's up. You're helping control the population. You're I'm out here trying to have like six, seven kids. Nah. <laughs> you know, I feel like it all balances out. It all just balances out. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, there's that argument where it's like, why do we have to call it gay marriage? Why can't we just call it marriage? Like, why do we need special like gay things for, you know, like mm -hmm. it doesn't, when it comes to stuff like love, like, yeah, there's hashtag black love, but at the end of the day, it's still love. All love matters, guys. <laughs> I hate it so you much. <laughs> I hate it so much. The side <laughs> eye that I just gave to that comment. <laughs> Cutting like a knife. Oh, I hate it so right, much. So I found this article, it's called Defining Black Masculinity. And it okay. is on a website that I'll post later. Um, the Odyssey online for whatever that's worth. And a black man named Matthew Jones wrote it. Um, and I'll just try and quickly read this paragraph that I think does a really good job of pretty much summarizing what we are attempting to have a conversation about. Um, black masculinity is defined in three overarching categories, perception, expectation, and representation. All three of these categories are intertwined together to create an extended definition of black masculinity. This type of masculinity is extremely different from any other race's definition of masculinity because there's a negative connotation attached to black men. It is impossible to define black masculinity without addressing the stereotypes that are attributed to the portrayals of black men in our society. It is imperative for black men to create their own perception of black masculinity in order to stop being misunderstood and mislabeled. And I, I take that, I say that and I think about why black men might be so defensive or feel like they must defend their masculinity going back to, you know, the history of buck breaking, for example, and then just moving, moving forward where we as a race, I will say are being protective or more protective, or maybe we've just always been this protective of one another because the white people trying to kill us. Um, and so there has to be someone to defend us, right? And of course it has to be the man because that's what the man does, he defends. It's not a woman's job to do that. Um, or all of this- According to the, job. yeah. According yeah. To the <laughs> These are not my thoughts. Um, and so maybe there's some of that as well where it's kind of like a fear-based defense where it's like, wait, 
if there are no black men, like, if, is this what the white man wants to do? He wants to get rid of all the black men so that we are, as a race are weaker because who's gonna defend us? Like, I think of it from that extreme point of view as well, like, or trying to like, just try uh, see it from the perspective of a black man because I had never been a black man. I think um, that's, and, oh, go ahead. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to figure out like what would be the motivation for a black man to just be so hyper-masculine all the time. But yeah, there's also that stereotype where it's like, well, yeah, black men are scary. Black men are aggressive. Black men are, you know, insert anything negative here, which is where that hashtag black men smile comes from. Because it's like, wait, no, we are, you know, black men are- They're just existing, they're just existing. You know, they're multifaceted, just like everybody else. You know what black men are? They're black, and that's enough of, for people to put all of those labels on them. Like, all they're doing is being black. That's why the like, you know, driving while black, walking while black, golfing while black, like whatever you See, do in that day. the overarching theme is, you're being black. Indeed. When you're being black, it becomes threatening. And especially if you're a black man. Mm -hmm. um, because there is that stereotype of them being, you know, bigger and stronger and w more capable of violence or whatever ridiculous ideals have been put in the heads of the people. And so as soon as you see them, all of these thoughts are immediately ingrained in you and you are predisposed to fear them. And so, I don't know, I just feel like they're protecting their masculinity but also being victimized by it at the same time and it's mm -hmm. just well another article last cycle. one i'm gonna quote i promise um it asks what does black masculinity look like and after just doing a lot of research and having conversations and uh, debates and so forth and so on um someone mentioned three lessons from you know their experiences and it was three examples of what black men's masculinity can look like that is socially acceptable. So one of them is oh. black men can only talk about loving other men within the context of sport, brotherhood and heterosexuality without social and cultural punishment. So an example being, you know, someone winning an Oscar or someone being drafted or getting an award, that's when they can be like, oh, I love all my brothers on the team or, you know, I want to thank my mama and my puppy because it's cool because at this moment, you know, it's related to sport or brotherhood or something of the sort. Second one, black men who identify as gay must uniquely negotiate their performances of masculinity because of homophobia. So that is, for example, you know, we have um, football, as this person is going on to say, about which is not considered a gay man's sport because that is gay men are considered feminine and football is not considered feminine. So if you are gay, but yet you play football, that's just gonna fuck everybody up. Um, and so the point there being, <coughs> Jesus, <coughs> the <coughs> the point there being, okay. no, I'm a, I think my tea is cold, but I guess I should drink it. Hold on. Okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? I almost died. Jesus. Um, oh my God, the struggle. <laughs> the third point being black men can love and generously love on their black mamas. But what about 
black women in general, because you know how the black men always like the white women, says the black girl who's dating a white man, but still, um, that is you know what the people at the cookout talk about. Um, but yeah, these are the three lessons she learned about her black about black masculinity in general. And I agree in particular with the first one about how they can only be showing love in context of, you know, it being brotherhood or sport without someone being like, yo, that's gay or that's mo or that's, you know, that's sus. These are all colloquialisms, if you will, that I would used to hear back in the day. Back in the day being in a time when I lived on the East Coast. Good times. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Anyhow. <sighs> um, I had a thought. And then it escaped me. You have many, but there will be others. It was something along the lines of how fathers are teaching their sons to perpetuate this idea of masculinity. Of you like, think that's how the prom thing happened? Mm hmm. Did you see? Mm, no, I should get the article for that one first. Sorry, please continue. Well, what I was when I'm talking like. Even in my own family, like not my immediate family, because it's just somehow my aunties chose well. Mm -hmm. But the, the older generation, like great cousins, great uncles, mm -hmm. them folks, mm -hmm. um, they like to toss around the word faggot like it's nothing. Oh, yeah. And I heard them talking to my boy cousins and like telling them things like, oh, you can't let a woman do this and you can't like let, like, are you, ex I'm so, excuse me? Let <laughs> you say, oh, permissions. Um, you have to talk to them this way. You have to like. Oh, well, of course, cause I couldn't handle it if you told me it in the other way. What? Well, like, or we'll, you know, get out of control. And I guess that's more something we can talk about when we speak on massage noir, mm -hmm. but like it has something to do with like how a lot of black men gets this like super macho idea in their head of that they have to be on a like a hundred all oh, the time with well, their, like being a big man, you know? You know though, I feel like that is related to, cause all right, so right now the most educated person in America is a black woman. Like if you think about, uh, if you look at the statistics of who is graduating college at the highest rate percentage wise like okay. there's been a, a drastic increase in the amount of black women um right. there being the most educated group of people in the united states and if you think about that on the other side of where you're a black man well yeah if you're an educated black woman let's say you have your master's in whatever the case is likely that means you're going to have also a really great you know well-paying job but yes. if you're a black man you can't be having your woman make you know make more money than you making more money than you. You can't have that. My woman ain't gonna do that. You gotta provide. Exactly. You gotta be a provide. Yes, this is a massage noir. Yes, thing. yeah, this we're definitely not going in that. that direction there. So yeah, but I just wanted to point out how it ha it it's still happening. It's not like these kids wake up and they have these ideas. It, these older dudes are talking to their kids and telling them to be this way. And, this is and true. It worked for them in their generation, I guess. I don't know, I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. But all they get from me now, all they get from me in my generation right now, when I hear them say it, are side eyes and shade. Like literally I would go to my boy cousins and be like, if you, that's not gonna work out for you. Like you boy, probably, listen. You probably <laughs> don't want to take that advice. I'm just gonna so, let you know. Do you tell your boy cousin, well. how does being a gentleman fall in that? So like, you know, 
opening doors, being on the outside part of the street, you know, the side closest to traffic, things of that sort. Opening, yeah. Well, how does that fall into so you know, I'm this generation-based generation masculinity? I'm gonna gloat a little bit because I just happen to be married to somebody who I consider to be a gentleman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think one of the things like that was most um, appealing to me about Will, my husband, was his comfort with himself and his comfort with all the moving parts of the world. So he does not have problem being a gentleman, but he also isn't like super like forceful about being manly and in charge and- No, 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 I will grab the box for you. No, no. Yeah. (laughs) If anything, he's like, you can totally grab that box yourself. But if I (laughs) ask him to do it, he will, you know, like- He's, that sounds familiar. It's like, it's a little more quality than I would like sometimes. I understand. <laughs> I'm there with you. I'm like, damn, you couldn't grab the big grab bag of groceries? <laughs> no, he will grab the big grab bag of groceries. Oh, see, but it's like, <laughs> I, I will, it's like, I will reach for the big bag and I'm like, shit, why'd I do that? And then he'll grab the little bag and then I look at him. He's like, well, you grab the big bag. And I'm like, you're right though. You're right. <laughs> Either way, um, my point is that I've seen it work. Like I've seen it work in a manner that you can be a gentleman and you can have emotions and not lose your sense of masculinity. It's not impossible and be a black man and still have those values of being strong and being a provider when you need to be mm-hmm. and being able to be a supportive partner, but also step out of the way when it's not your time, you know, like, mm-hmm. and not being super jealous. Like that's another thing. And that's the massage noir thing, but, um, it is possible to leave space for people who identify differently than you without being a complete dick. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just said the word dick. I did. You- I did. Just I did. You you just did. did the thing as to see, mm, but we I talk did. about it and we learn and we do better. I so, did. Yeah, I did. Making the phallic things know. a terrible thing. Mm. Although on the other th- on the other end of it, I mean, so if somebody call you pussy, that ain't a good thing either. And- uh, uh, <laughs> I'm still working. I'm still working through my men are trash thing, so you're gonna <laughs> oh, have to um, you're gonna have to meet me up the road on that one. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't the know road. I don't know if we're there yet. Um, well, with that, while we go <laughs> up that road, a list of words that gotta go for in 2017. Mm. So, I mean, we, have, we keep saying, "Well, yes, please," and. Admittedly, I feel like that one I hear as often or from the same people. Sissy's got to go. Sissy. From the same people that would be like, oh, that's retarded. But like. Oh, that's got to go. I feel like it's the same person that says faggot. Like, it's like, oh, these things are. But like, they think it's it's okay to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I'm around, they know better. Anyway, no homo. Like, Mm. I mean. I feel like that, I don't know. I haven't heard that out here. But that it, might as well be the equivalent to I'm not racist, but. <laughs> like, Ooh. Like, 
Y- yeah, if you have to identify that, no. then you feel- no, no, listen, 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 listen. If you have to create that qualifier, and I'm not saying that it makes you a gay person. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that means you think that thing is gay. Whatever you're about to say. Okay. Wait, but see, this and- is the thing. It's like the example I gave earlier. We're like, yo, so I was eating a banana. No homo. Like, what? Like, oh. Right, so you feel like that I is a gay act it. somehow. Ooh, you win. <laughs> as ridiculous as you and I both know <laughs> that, that is. Like, <laughs> Well, that you gay. feel the need to that's be like, gay. no homo. No. Like that's that's another one that needs to. You just eating a banana, dude. It's okay. Like, like you just eating a banana. It's okay to eat your produce wherever you would like to eat your produce. Um, a uh, fairy. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, but you said sissy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, have you ever heard when people would be like, pause, like again? I've never heard. that. I was eating a banana. Oh no 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 no. Let let's see. I was in the locker room with another dude. Pause. You know what I mean. No homo. Blah, 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 blah. And they continue on with the conversation. Like when you put oh, that how dudes talk in the locker room? That was, a, that was a 45 reference, but never mind. Keep going. Wow. Bazinga. Because that's the only time 45 is getting on this podcast today. Word. Um, it's, <laughs> it, yeah, you've never heard that? Maybe that's an East Coast thing. I don't, but you live in the East Coast. I don't know. Maybe it's okay, a Boston? so. With sus, admittedly, <laughs> so growing up, like okay, in my defense, all of you these already folks, defending yourself. I, I am, I am. All of these folks that I have said this about have turned out have, have yes have come out as homosexual at a later date. But the you have the thing awesome that, gaydar. I do have awesome gaydar. But what I always would say is they are straight until they tell me otherwise. <laughs> so it's like, like being innocent until you're proven guilty. I mean, it's but not, not like, that this oh, is a negative thing, but it's yeah. not that it's a negative thing. It's like, oh, it's such and such gay. Like, I don't know. Not, a, not as far as I know. They're straight mm-hmm. until they tell me otherwise. Like, I guess I assume that. But okay, that, Ooh, that opens another can of worms. You assume why do we gotta assume? Why do I have to assume people are straight? Right, like that's I do. I guess oh, I do. You know what? Tell me I mean, I say that, but I completely understand that because that's quote unquote the norm. The norm. Yeah. So yeah, that is something to question. <sighs> Actually, so I saw something recently related, sorta, because she's a black woman um, who identifies as I guess I believe gender nonconforming. And yeah. so she has raised her children. She has two children. I want to say they're like maybe like seven, eight years old. Um, and they will not assume people's pronouns. They will, you know, greet you and call you by your name. And then at some point during the conversation, ask, you know, if it, it, if it hasn't come up already, um, you know, what are your preferred pronouns? And that like, is how it happens. You have to teach like we have to teach them, and these are children, and I'm like, oh that. shit! Like that's that no no right there because that's how it works. Admittedly, that's still a conversation. Like when people are like, "What are your preferred pronouns?" It kind of throws me off. Like, uh, I'm a I'm a girl. I mean, I don't say that, of course, but it is like yeah. the immediate thing that comes into my mind, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, because somebody that looks like me might not identify as she or her. You know, those might not be her preferred pronouns or their preferred pronouns. Um, anyway, I, but I think that just goes to your point about, yeah, we have to raise the next generation and the existing one. Cause an old dog can learn new tricks. I mean, we um, already tainted, but we can be, we can be repaired. We learn, we, repaired. we do better as we do every time we record, we learn all right. we do better. So um, I think those are all some makes, what, what's, what, what are our takeaways? What are our takeaways? Cause we should move on. Our takeaways, I believe include, 
Laura, what are your takeaways? My takeaway is when I had my 5011 kids, mm. we <laughs> you gonna babysit all of them. Watch. Anyway, um <laughs> You're not gonna know where uh, I live. <laughs> you have 5011 kids, you ain't gonna know where to find me. No, no, no. <laughs> Where on C.I.E. I don't know, honey. I don't. She just show up whenever she feel like it. Um, my I'm in town. Is, is I mean, like in other aspects of my life, being the change, if you will, being the person that will question and challenge. If you know, I hear someone say, "Oh yeah," but you know, that's he's a man, so that's why he did that. Like, no, no, no. Like, I do not mind putting myself out there in the front lines of it, if you will, to challenge how people think about certain things is what are we consider the norm um, or what have you. So I think that's my biggest takeaway is being the disruptor um, in a conversation about it and making sure that if I hear people saying some of these words or dressing up as women just to be a spectacle and I happen to have a relationship with them, again, talk about it, question it, be like, well, what's up with that? Because I feel like even with something as what might seem as um, harmless as dressing up as a woman to do, you know, a sporting event. It's like, no, you're just doing this to sort of diminutize what it means to be a woman or to make fun of it as if there's some sort of comic relief to being a woman. Like what? Anyhow. So those are my biggest takeaways in a big ass paragraph. What are your takeaways? Um, I think rooting back to the pussification. <laughs> the word of mercy, that word. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what in the world? Kill it I with see? fire, please. Kill it with fire. <laughs> what in the world what is happening? Um, I think just standing strong and like speaking up whenever somebody says something ignorant like that. When mm-hmm. like like when the romping thing came out, I saw a lot of statuses like, "Yo, if I see anybody in a romping, we gonna fight." Like. No. Why? Like, why? (laughs) Why? Like, even if it's as simple as asking that question of why and having an open and honest conversation about where that anger came from and where it can go. Like, um, yeah, I think that's, that's one of my, my big takeaways from all this. And just like, not assuming, like, I, I think I need to figure out why I think everybody's straight. Um, automatically like why i feel like that is but you have um, some such awesome gaydar i do but at the same time just because you're not straight doesn't mean you're gay either like so all right so if someone were to ask you tomorrow you know after you mm -hmm. slept on it is well we're gonna use laura is laura gay what would you say well, I know you're not because you have told me how you identify, so that's not a very good Fine. example. Is <laughs> is Michelle gay? I don't know who so, Michelle is. Some Imagine random person. Is some random. Is she gay? Yes. Uh, ask Michelle. I don't know. <laughs> that is a Michelle question. So you would I'm... not say, "Oh, well, I guess they're straight," or you would Michelle, not assume they're straighthood. Otherwise, I n- not in 2017. I wouldn't. <laughs> 20, maybe 2007 I would, but in 2017, mm-hmm. I am a very different person than I was then with a very Which different- Which is good. Person. We know better. We do better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. For sure. Learn yes. Oh, I hate that it does that. All right. Okay. So moving on to the white tears, the white tears portion. Wow. Got to enunciate down. White 
quite. So a couple weeks ago, at this point, I said a couple weeks, um, there was a man on a train and in, in your in your current state of residence. Mm-hmm. And he was being all kinds of extra and racist to was it two young? Uh, yeah, two young, two women. Yeah, on the train. Okay, and I guess three white men stepped in to defend them. Yes, and they got stabbed, and two of them died, and one of them was in very critical condition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the world was turned upside down. The state of Oregon was in shock for oh, their heroes. For their God. Heroes. Oregon has racism in it, and those it. white white men were heroes for standing up to that one singular racist white man that lived in Oregon. <laughs> the one they 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 were trying to get rid of the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the like, okay, I am not taking away from what they did. I do believe it was very good and very necessary. I mean, they literally gave up their lives. They so literally gave up their lives. Like you, they I have ultimately sacrificed. They gave the no ultimate. problem in considering them heroes because of that. But I feel like the whole reason they were heroes in the first place got completely ignored. And everybody was championing for their white saviors that stepped to the aid of the two Muslim girls to this one singular racist man solo racist man in Oregon who is on his own and the only man in Oregon who thinks that way. And well and it was just I mean, for so me so much emphasis on the on the hero part. On yeah, the, on the heroes. Two white men and them being amplified, which again, they gave the ultimate sacrifice. Which they deserve to be amplified. But my Most issue was that this was the this was the only platform. This was like the this was one of the only times in recent history where Oregon made national headlines because of its racism. And we didn't talk about the racism. We spoke about the white men. We did not talk about the reason why they sacrificed their, sacrificed their lives. Or, you know, I mean, I'm sure they did not go into it thinking that they would be sacrificing their lives. Actually, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, but, um, at no, like so few, if any, conversations were had around the fact that yes, there is racism in the Portlandia, which I call Whitelandia, and it was all about. Then there were GoFundmes for their families. Like here is money, like thousands upon thousands of dollars. Let alone these two women who witnessed these men be killed and one be, you know, stabbed. And like the sort of trauma they experienced, nobody was trying to raise the monies for them until the survivor, the one of the three men that had been stabbed and did survive. He highlighted that fact, like, yeah, why are y'all talking to me? Y'all need to be trying to take care of these two women who were being accosted and who were being attacked verbally and would have potentially been physically by the one of many racist people that live in Oregon. And it didn't happen. And it was a big disappointment. And it was just like, is this like, is this dead ass? Did I tell you about the um, the Uber driver I had last week? Who, I, he, of course, I was in an Uber. I don't take those as often anymore, by the way, because now I have a new job. Um, but 
I was in the Uber and he somehow, it, oh, I had told him about my desire to ride my bike around Oregon, um, you know, like hundreds of miles of riding and which would lead me to go to Southern Oregon, which is like hella racist. And as I was getting out of the car, he's like, make sure you bring protection because did you, you, I'm sure you heard about those two women on the max on the train. This state is not here for you. Now, mind you, this is a white man who I learned later was from New York. Um, with whom I had had maybe a, like a 15 minute conversation. And here he is looking out for me, if you will, telling me I need to get me a 22 or something to go pew pew on some motherfucker because he knows that they want to kill me. And it's just like a complete stranger who sees the reason why, you know, these things need to be talked about. But when we have a national platform, it didn't happen. CNN, Fox, all of my MFs, ain't none of them was talking about that. They were just talking about the white man and how he was a savior. I'm sorry, I rambled a bit, but no, it's it relevant. Was, it was laying on my heart. It was on my heart. Laying on my heart. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And I had one more white tears. Um, Your other white tear, just one, one white tear. So there's this video, and I'll send it to you so you can um, see it, and we'll post it up, but. There's this video of this racist, and he is very racist, white man saying, talking about how like he loves white privilege and he wants America to remain white and you know, all the things that we feel like white folks think, mm -hmm. but he's saying them. Mm -hmm. um, and the white tears part comes in um, when, you know, like Charles Barkley is in the room and he's just looking like this man is crazy like what what are you talking about you know mm -hmm. but there's also another man i don't know who he is but black he, it pretty black yes but he tells this white man he's like pretty soon your grandkids are gonna be brown like your great grandkids are gonna be brown like because the man was saying how like he wants it to stay white for his his grandkids and and so he told this man that his grandkids were going to be brown, and you should have seen the look on his face. Mortified, oh I hope. I should. Uh, so, oh, uh, it was like it was the life I needed after watching this man ramble on about how <laughs> great white privilege is, and how video, that would bring uh, so much joy to my heart. So much, and joy. I'm sad that that brings joy to my heart, but it really does because you know, Petty Labelle. That's where we're at right now. Like, yes, we, we just, are. We on level Petty right now. We on level Petty. Yeah, that's that's. Mm. But his his tears were very white, and ah, uh, <laughs> mm. uh, well, I have something to thank Black Jesus for this week. Okay. Um, tomorrow, no, in a couple of days, I will be riding my bicycle, um, with seven black women. So. This is of significance because, as we've mentioned before, people riding bicycles are primarily middle-aged white men. Um, and so looking, finding a black person, let alone a black woman, so you know, the minority amongst the minorities is almost impossible. But somehow I have found a community of black women with whom to ride 60 miles with this Saturday and admittedly, I don't want to ride my bike on Saturday, but I'm doing it because I want them to have the next turning as they see the glistening melanin riding past them in a group. So yeah, I'm thinking Black Jesus for finding me these Black women to ride bikes with. Because hello, this time last year, I had one Black one. No, I had three, lies. Three Black women that I rode with. And now we've multiplied. We don't die, we multiply. 
Baby's kids. Well, if we are thanking Black Jesus for personal things. Yes. Do you uh, have something to thank Black Jesus for? I do. Let me testify. I have a testimony. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no. Okay. So I was supposed to do, I've been wanting to do this North Star Grand Prix that has been on my calendar all year. And whatever happened, happened. And I was without a team. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, maybe I won't go. Um, but my coach was like, you should go. You really should go. You're in great shape. This is, you need to go. So I called up the folks that I know in Minneapolis that I met last year when I went, cause I got invited out. Um, and I told them what was up and they, I, I kid you not, have organized an entire situation for me. Like an what entire situation. situation involved? They have provided housing. They have figured out how I was going to pay for my reg fees. They have figured out how I'm going to get to and from my races. She, um, the, the 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 wonderful woman Tammy, I'm gonna call you out, Tammy. She has located me a mechanic and some rollers to warm up on, and just oh like, oh my god, like, won't he do? I, won't right? Like I was, do? I'm not gonna lie. Like I was really sad that I didn't have a team. I really wanted it. You know, cycling is a team sport, mm-hmm. and like Redlands, like it was really cool being a part of a collection of women who were all working with you and not being by yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't really looking forward to being a solo rider, but they are making this You got experience. a village, girl. You got a village. They're not right? going to be like, out there making the time with you, but they're so, going to be all around you. But I bet you I would hear somebody screaming from the sidelines. Like, I, yeah. I posted, like, I'm coming to Minnesota. Y'all ready? And, like, somebody was like, yeah, we ready. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, today I, you know how Facebook does that like back in time thing? What is it? Like their little time hop thing? Yeah, the time hop. And so I, so apparently two years ago today, you were the New York City Cat Board champion at, I forget, White Plains something or three. another? Three. Uh, yeah, Cat Three. And you did your happy dance. No, three years ago, Cat oh. Four. Okay, sure. That makes more sense. Yes, because now you're Cat Three. Two? Two. Mm. we're confusing Carry people on. anyway <laughs> um and i was like oh my goodness how time has flown and like to see your progress since then and of course to see your happy dance because your happy dance just brings me joy but yeah i miss being like i'm looking forward to the next time i get to see you race again because i really enjoy being the obnoxiously loud person hooting and hollering for you because I just think it's awesome. That's how I can support hooting and hollering. Oh, and I can of course also be your mechanic, but you know, that's, that's a whole other thing. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. What else do we have for the people today? Are there any things we would like for him to fix? I feel like there is never a shortage. Um, I mean, I feel like most people probably heard about this at this point, but there was a teacher in Texas, a black teacher, mind you, who's given no. out these ridiculous freaking awards. So one of the awards was most <gasps> likely to blend yeah. in with white people. And the other one was, was it most likely to to be a terrorist or something like that? I don't remember. It was something with terrorists mm-hmm. and it wasn't okay, whatever it was. And um, I do, I hope this lady, I think this lady lost her job at this point by now. I'm gonna- I would hope so. Um, but like uh, some nerve, black lady. Like I don't care how much you hate them kids. You do not, RP. You do not do stuff like this. And this was that to seventh graders. Okay. Like, yeah. 
formative yeah. years are hard enough, okay? That is right in prime puberty. Seriously. And let's see, one of the kids says she said that some people might get offended, but she doesn't really care about her feelings. She was mm. laughing about it. That's what one of the children said. I believe that's the one that was given the award for so-called most likely to become a terrorist. Anyhow, moving on. Please fix it, Jesus. She's just a horrible woman, and please lay hands on her. Who else um, we got to fix or Black Jesus need to fix? Because it's just much too much for us. So some official in Flint, if, if you don't remember Flint, they still ain't got clean water. Seriously. Um. Oh, there's a thank you for that one, though. But either way, so this official blames... Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh -huh. Keep going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This official and blamed the city's water crisis on, and I quote, excuse my language, y'all, fucking niggers who fail to pay their bills. <sighs> mm-hmm. I'm just going to let that simmer for a minute. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 2017. Oh, well, I mean, since we since people just so comfortably drop the N-word, I'm just going to quickly slide in Bill Maher, who, mm. so context, him said, yep, him, him said, so there was a, I want to say a governor, some sort of elected official from a state that has lots of corn. That's what I remember. And he said, oh, yeah, you know, you should come out. I don't I don't remember. It was one of the states with a lot of corn. So he said, you know, you should come out there with us one day and, you know, work on the fields. And like without skipping a beat. Yeah. On the corn fields is what he meant. Like because the state has a lot of corn. Mm, yeah. And Bill Maher was like, I would, I'm paraphrasing, of course. I wouldn't be on no fields. I'm a house nigger. And, mm. and mm. the audience laughed. No, they um, didn't. And. <laughs> no, they did not. Yes, the fuck they did. The audience. No, laughed. they did not. <laughs> and it wasn't until after it aired that people gave the what the what face because it's like this is not acceptable and that's of course the time that the elected official was like i wish i would have done more and then he had like a three-point <laughs> plan of action for what he should have done <laughs> like i should have told him yeah yeah but the point is I don't feel like people are angry enough about this. I uh -huh. feel like if we let this slide, there are going to be other people that there, sure there are. There are, are other people it's that are always I mean, happening. The way it happened, at least from the video, like I watched just a clip of it. Bill Maher called, says the N word all the time because this just yeah. rolled right off the tongue like nothing. Like it was like as if he was just like drinking a cup of water. This is some shit he does all the time. Um, and it's like, well, tell us how you really feel, Bill. Um, but I mean, I'm not surprised that he, I mean, do you know that he used to, uh, no, I won't talk about that right now. <laughs> um, please fix See, it. See, now you have to at least say what it is. And we don't have to talk about it. Do you know who Superhead so, is? So we can, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where <laughs> you is told me to say it. <laughs> just, just 
Google that because we're not going to explain who that is. <laughs> and, and what else are we Googling? What, what, did, what did Bill Maher do? He was dating her. No! <laughs> yes! 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 Bill Maher. So I thought he was down with the brown, but... No! Oh, is that why he thought he had credit enough to say the N-word? He must have gone to a cookout and thought, oh, yeah, I got a oh, pass. Nah, homie. Nah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Date. You said date. I don't even understand how that happens. Like, what do they talk about? Anyway. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> All right, moving on. I can't. Okay. Talking about oh. other Black creatives. Ha! <laughs> See what oh. I did there? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, she would qualify. She yeah, somehow. yeah. Um, um, so YouTube, I love the YouTube. There is this man whose name I don't remember, but the channel is called New Father Chronicles, and it is this black man who every week posts a new video. And it's the channel started off when he had a daughter, it was his first child, and he, you know, was a New Father Chronicles, and he would like sort of dub a voice over the baby and like do little comical skits with her and so forth. But now he has a second child. This man. Is hilarious and his daughter i think her name is nope not gonna make up a child's name um <laughs> is so, <laughs> I'm gonna put that out there in the world like his, her name is no it's not um you have no idea that's what her name <laughs> it is. starts with an a that's what i remember okay. um mm-hmm. is adorable it is hilarious i will remember to post it on the facebook because omg double hkp it's just the cutest thing you just have to know you just have to know about them um another black creative was damn it was an Uber driver. I swear I don't take Uber that often anymore, but it was another Uber driver. It was this we don't believe man. you are. <laughs> it's, watch, <laughs> I'm going to run out of Uber stories because I don't take Ubers no more. Watch, watch. Uh-huh. Carry so, on, black man. <laughs> so there was a black man who was telling me about his, like, his dreams and ambitions and so forth and so on mm-hmm. and how he's doing this, like, you know, his computer hustle. He's a system administrator. And he's got a really great product that it, I guess I could have put this under buy black because he is he has his you own business. Um, so this is going to be a black creative slash buy black. Um, the website is mm-hmm. myitoptions.com. And so if you okay. need if you have a small business and you need some solutions for your internet connections and salute yeah, myitoptions.com. Holla at him. You his need name some is IT somebody. options. You need some IT options. <laughs> Holla at him. Second or no third, um, I don't remember what number I'm up to. Um, Oprah, y'all know Oprah, right? Well, mm-hmm. something I thought was really yes. interesting that happened just last month was in Oprah magazine. She put these um. Ooh. <laughs> Explain yourself. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, what did Oprah do? Oprah, uh, she had this powerful photo essay published in the latest episode of her magazine, or at least it was in the main episode. And it was challenging ways that, you know, we see race. So one of the images was these white women's and they were giving pedicures to the Asian Oh, I loved that. It was great. Yes, yes. And another image was this white girl in like the aisle of a toy store and all of the dolls were We're black. Oh, that's so important. Because I'm sure you and I both experienced the complete opposite of that. Side note. Side note. Do it. So mad today. I went to the Target. I have a list. It's still written on my hand. Oh, my God. I got nothing. I walked out empty-handed. I am like, okay. So we talked about the foundation struggle. 
to four, like 50 something dollars for a bottle of foundation. Oh, yeah. So I was going to try other options and decide like to figure out what brand was comparable to the brand I already used. Mm -hmm. And I went to the Target. Tell me why the darkest shade they had available was beige. <laughs> no. They had four shades that were lighter than beige. <laughs> what is lighter than beige? You should have taken a picture. The people need to see that. I, I left my phone in the car. I was so mad. I was so you just so left. Mad. I just left. I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Aisha, How is this even possible? Aisha, Aisha you, the people, the, I feel like the people will tell you this. There were multiple shades, Laura, and the darkest shade. Aisha, the people will tell you, but Aisha, you yourself say how white where you live is oh, you know, know damn like, well that if you want to see some brown you need to go to the hood if you want to see some brown shade so then i was talking. like you know what maybe i'll just look into the queen line from covergirl they don't oh, carry it they don't carry it i'm at that target i'm like good lord like where do i live <laughs> white landia <laughs> there you go so you need to bad. move to where there's some color because okay uh, carrying on um Oh yeah, and oh, the yes, third image, yeah, so, so I, the imagery was just so beautiful. And the, th the last image was that of a, a white woman serving a Latina with like a, just a little tiny little dog and she was like pouring her coffee and the Latina is not paying her any mind. So anyway, I just love that Oprah did this because Oprah has gotten some flack in the back, in the back, in the past for not saying or using her platform to support, you know, or to, she doesn't even speak up about racial issues, really. You don't hear it, at least I have not. Um, so the fact that this is a complete 180 and she uses the platform that she created, of course, her magazine, to you know display this photo essay, I thought it was freaking awesome. Um, if you wanna hear a quote from, from Hamilton, mm -hmm. <clears throat> talk less, smile more, don't let them know what you're against or what you're for, you wanna get ahead, Fools that run their mouth off and up dead. Words to live by. Carry on. <laughs> I did just download his uh, biography <laughs> on Audible. So um, I'm going to listen to that tomorrow when I'm riding my bicycle and I'm not in an Uber. Alexander yep. Hamilton? Oh, wait, that's who said that? Oh, no. I thought you meant Aaron Burr. It was from Aaron Burr. I mean, but it's not a quote from Aaron Burr. It's a quote from the song <laughs> from the musical Hamilton. <laughs> oh, no. I thought you meant... um. Oh shit, that's definitely what Baldwin. You? My bad. Oh Lord, Laura, <laughs> damn, Laura, damn. <laughs> it's late. It's late. It's late. Y'all don't know. It's late. Oh my god. Late. I had a cookie for dinner. Person. I had a cookie for dinner. Come on now. Absolutely not the same person at all. Okay, <laughs> moving all on. Right. My last black creative. Yo, nah, nah. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Are, do you have any black creatives you'd like to tell the people about? Oh, I just wanted to point out that Underground has been canceled. Yes, but somebody throwing money at it. I think John Legend. No, John Legend was already like had already taken on the project. He's somebody trying else to is throwing. Find, money. Oh, somebody he's else trying to find somebody, somebody else is throwing money. money at it. Then I read somebody else they is throwing money it? at it. 
I, I don't know if they saw I read it, that he was trying to get Oprah to throw money at it, but apparently it cost $5 million an episode to produce Jeez. that show. And Oprah was like, see, the way that the finances are set up on own, we can't afford that. So we want to help, but because it's a period piece, you got to recreate everything. And that's just apparently is very expensive. And she's already, she already has um that other Queen show, Sugar. Queen Sugar, which, I mean, it's cost less own. than half of that. Because yeah. it's so. yeah, it's not a period piece. Oh. Damn. Yep. So best of luck. I hope I hear it's a great show. I've never seen it because you know I don't have television, but but I, it's on the it's on the Hulu. It's on Hulu. Underground. It's on Hulu. Oh, I thought Queen. Okay, Underground yeah. Queen Sugar and Blackish are on Hulu. We on talked Hulu. about this. They all right. on Hulu. I I, I started watching Blackish. And it's not on my Hulu account, government. Don't worry. <laughs> NSA, you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, for Bye Black, mm -hmm. in my emails, because, you know, I signed up for the mailing list for the slap caps. They what's what's a slap cap, Aisha? What is a slap cap? A slap cap is a satin-lined, like, wool or knit cap. And you can wear it as a replacement for a bonnet, or you can just wear it as a hat. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But it does not dry out your precious curls or Girl. your hair, whatever the texture may be. Because I see white folks in them slap caps too. Show enough. Show enough. Because mm -hmm. you know my boo thing. He mm. currently sleeps on a I haven't satin. Got a slap cap? Uh, no. He sleeps on a satin pillowcase now, and his hair is flourishing. Flourishing girl. They used to be his kitchen. Who that man had a kitchen girl. I done resolved his kitchen issues with a satin go. pillowcase. Get yourself a sad pillowcase. There you but, go. But when you go outside, yes, wear a slap cap. But wait, what about the slap cap? They make them for the babies now, not like itty bitty babies, but the children's, like the the, 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 the medium the, babies. The, the medium babies. The kids. For oh. the kids. So when I have my 511 kids, you're gonna get them all slap caps? I mean, they kind of expensive though. Maybe they'll have a sale. <laughs> Maybe it'll um, be that'll be your, your your shower gift every every time. <laughs> Everybody gets a slap cap. Um, so they ain't got um, no hair yet, but they got a slap cap. <laughs> they gonna grow into them. They gonna grow right into them. Um. Oh, so did I tell you about my toothpaste thing? I mean, I did mention fluoride earlier today. I have switched over to toothpaste. Um, to like to powdered toothpaste. It's essentially like it, they're clay based. They have bentonite clay and some other business. Um, or maybe some other kind of clay. Anyway, the point is, I was looking for a Black-owned one. And I think I mentioned this a few episodes ago, that the Black-owned one was $50 million. So I couldn't get it, because I don't have $50 million, especially not for toothpaste. So, <laughs> you know, I had that supporter sister box that... Oh, it came in a supporter sister box? It came in a supporter sister box, and I was like, oh my goodness! So it was free-ish, mm. because the box is only, I'm going to say... $25 a month, I believe. Um, or actually $25 every other month. So it's, it's six boxes a year. And it came in there. I haven't used it yet, but Evelyn from the internet's got one and she liked it. And she said the mouthwash, because it also came with a mouthwash, was super strong. Oh, she so, has the supporter sister box as well. I think somebody might have sent her one. Um, mm -hmm. Well, Tony Davis. And she's a sister. Mm -hmm. um, and she'd be here for everybody and their, and their endeavors. 
um, for the black peoples. So yeah, I, I got it. I, well, I got it, but I haven't used it. So I'm gonna have to report back on if I like it. Cause the other one I got is not by a black man or black person. And it's really wonderful. I love it. My teeth are glimmering. Glimmering, is that real? We're gonna go with it, moving on. Um, <laughs> all right, last but not least. Bus how? Yo, bus how? I just learned this like two hours ago. <laughs> Barney? You know, purple, Tyrannosaurus Rex, I love you, you love me, we a happy family. Actually, you know the song, Laura. What about him? He was black. He was I black. He was purple. <laughs> Aisha, the person in well, the barn black costume. <laughs> The person in the Barney <laughs> costume, you. What person in a Barney costume? Don't you ruin my childhood. <laughs> Barney is real. Right, and Santa's white. Um, <laughs> Barney. See, you done took Jesus. away my thunder. You took, you took away my thunder. <laughs> I'm sorry. Barney was Barney, black. Barney was black. That's all I got to say. You know who else was a black man? No, we ain't, we don't talk about him. We don't talk about him. <laughs> we, he, don't talk about Elmo? he can't come to the cookout. No, <laughs> we don't leave him alone with the babies. No, no. Well, no, wait, no, wasn't it, wasn't it consensual? And oh, they were adults. I don't remember the story fully, but there was, there was something, there was something in there. I mean, it was, it was on it. Netflix. I wonder. I do feel like oh, that I part wasn't on Netflix though, because <laughs> we was all like, "Oh, look at this black man playing!" Oh wait, oh, you're right. It was definitely not on the Netflix. And then later, oh, it was like, "Oh, come on, black man, <laughs> come <laughs> on, black man." <laughs> I feel like somebody out there has a file on all black people. Like whenever somebody's on the come up, they're like, "Nah, got to throw something at you. <laughs> we can't have them loving you." So I'm waiting to hear something. You about are, like, you're joking, man. but you're probably right. So, um, <clears throat> do you have a bus uh, hat? How? Yes, mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. So they did a study. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I already know it's going to be problematic. Oh, geez. Just because of the tone they of your did. voice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So hold on. They did a study in Oakland, I believe. Oh, which is very near me. The Oakland, mm -hmm. the Oakland, Oakland Police Department. Did a study. So the study involved 183 hours of body camera footage mm -hmm. taken during 981 routine traffic stops by 245 different Oakland police officers in April 2014. Okay. Do you want to know mm, what no. they discovered? Well, Aisha, you, you want to know said, what they discovered? said police in Oakland. Ain't nothing good going to come of this. I'll listen, you want to know what they discovered? I'll play. Mm -hmm. What did they discover? Police speak less respectfully to black drivers. That's what they discovered? I could have told y'all that shit for free. Like, y'all didn't have to watch all them hours of recordings. That's what they discovered? They done watched 183 hours of body camera footage, and that's what they discovered. They didn't discover this shit. That's like what our taxpayer dollars are paying for. Instead of training these fools to actually speak to black folks respectfully, they sitting there watching footage. 183 hours of it? I'm hoping they fast forward it. Shit. <laughs> was it all like three times the speed? Like, like seriously? 
Aisha, Why? we need to go. We, wait, we have to leave on a positive note, though. Oh, I have a positive note thing. The people. Oh, my goodness. So last episode, we were asking people to tell us what they want us to talk about and to like mm -hmm. reach out to us and things like that. So the people have found a way to find us or to talk to us. And it has been on our Facebook wall of all places, I would say. Okay. And I want to say I'm here for all of y'all who are here for us who have been suggesting topics for us to talk about. You will get a shout out when we talk about your topic. Yes, you will. So thank you for reaching out to us on social media, which again, that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at FixItBlackJesus. You can also email us at FixItBlackJesus at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Aisha McGowan. And I'm Laura Solis, who thinks she's very white. <laughs> and this is Fix It Black Jesus. Bye. Please fix it, Black Jesus. Bye. I don't know what this is. <laughs> Good night.